welcome, welcome back to another fun episode of AMB Sports Media, the podcast. My, yeah. name is, my name is AJ. And I'm Bill. And uh, welcome back. Um, again, had another uh, week off, just kind of getting all the, the tech back into it. We actually have new mics. Um, and Billy. I forgot to buy the mixer. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have a new mixer, and that's actually a pretty cool thing. Um, it, it'll allow us to do, like, uh, FaceTime videos and, like, record that kind of stuff. Oh, that works with that yeah, thing? Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, it does. I just kind of threw my credit card at things. Like, Money <laughs> will solve problems good, eventually. Good thing I do my research. You yeah, do, and it also will allow us to have more microphones. Yeah. So we'll have more, we'll have more people on uh, in a lot easier of a capacity. So, uh, I yeah. want Daquan Buckley. Say Daquan Buckley. Daquan Buckley. Fair the enough. heavyweight from last, week, uh, last episode, CFFC. Whatever number it was, throwback. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. So this this is gonna be a a fun one, just because now we're we're a little bit more into the uh, the MLB season, and we actually have some really cool news coming out from um the NFL. So we'll baseball. Get, yeah, we'll get into that as well. Um, and we will start with baseball actually, and I'm gonna start with the best baseball player, um, of all time, Bryson Stott. <laughs> Bryson Stott um has actually broken a Philadelphia record. Um, he has a 17-game hit streak, the longest hit streak in Philadelphia's uh, Get that history. Get steak. Specifically, the start of the season. Oh, right? okay. Um, I think the MLB, it's like a 23 or 24, um, but this hasn't been done in like at like 60 years. Did he get one for the, today's game? Yeah, that's that. Today was the day he got his. Oh, he, he got, got it the record. Yeah. Okay. Yep, he got it. So it was really cool. Um, I actually did retweet something too on our Twitter handle. Follow uh, it at AMB Sports Media. Um, and it was kind of a dig at the, the shift and it's literally what I've been saying every single time we talk about this, um, is that good hitters will just hit the other way on a shift and Bryson Stott's a lefty. Um, you'll see on the Twitter handle, what I retweeted, um, majority of like his singles, doubles and everything are, are opposite sides. So they go in the left field and that's huge. Like it, if, if you shift someone, just hit it the other way and it works and it's in, and I'm so happy that he's gotten this record because. He's a young kid that has a lot of potential. He's 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 a good character, a good person. He's gonna to have. break the actual record, the MLB. Record. That'd be really cool. Yep. That would he's be really cool. It. He's been one of the lone bright spots in the the beginning of this we'll Philadelphia season because it's, it's been brutal. But they've they started to get it back up. Um, but I'm concerned about our pitching realistically because yeah, our pitching sucks right now. Nola and Wheeler are just not doing it right now. Like they'll have we put all of our stats into hitting. Yeah, but this is the year that we were supposed to have pitching too. And Nolan Wheeler just kind of, like, falling off. And to be fair, I was actually – I was talking to a few people before this, um, just kind of, like, talking about uh, Aaron Nola and uh, talking to one of our friends a while ago, too, that he is a very um, rhythm pitcher. So yeah. the pitch clock is going to get him a little bit. Oh, yeah. Especially if he starts kind of messing up, walking a few guys. Like, he'll he'll kind of speed it up a little bit too quickly. So I think hopefully by, like – like I said, towards the end of May, beginning of June is when you start seeing what a, a team really is. Um, that's where the the fun of like the season kind of gets into it because that's when you get in the dog days of, of summer. By June, you should know what your identity is. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what happened last year with the Phillies is that they couldn't find their identity. They fired Joe Girardi, and then they just became the uh, uh, kind of a Cinderella story. They couldn't fully pull it off like last year. Um, yeah. Hopefully this year, now that we have more foundation, Alec Baum, Bryson Stott are, are popping off. Brandon Marsh. He's been he's been outstanding this year, so it's really cool to see. How do you feel about the new pitch uh, pitch clock right now? Because I just finally went to a live game for the first time, and it was quick. Like I think that game probably was like two hours, two and a half hours. 
So for what they were trying to do with it, it's working. It's bringing yes. people that traditionally don't watch the game because it, it might be too slow or too boring. And that's fun. But I, I know, like, once we get into, like, you know, these games are going to matter, like, this is the game that you need to win type stuff. Like, like I said before, the, the Bryce Harper type things where yeah. he's doing the walk up and, like, everyone's cheering. Like, you, you just that, have that atmosphere. I was going to bring that up, too, because, you know, like, when you hear, like, the little chants in between, they'll play music, all that. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They try, but it basically turns into a little dun dun dun. That's it. Now you don't hear anymore. You don't hear the full like get re- like getting ready to clap, cheer, yeah. all that. You just basically are sitting there. You cheer the entire time. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's a lot more fast paced. Also, th- sorry. yes, go ahead. Um, what I also noticed was getting fucking a beer is pain in the ass now because by the time you get back to your seat. You already missed an inning or two. Yeah, and I mean that—that's—that's that's kind. Of, that's actually a big uh, issue that they're they're that, dealing yeah, with. Is, is that they're gonna try and um I, I forget what what team did this first, but they pushed back. There's the, a couple uh, already that are doing it. Yeah, they pushed back the um normally uh to kind of give you guys context in any baseball game um and this happens in the Eagles too. I forget exactly when it is, but for baseball, um after the seventh inning stretch, you can't get any beer. Yeah, that's they, it. Like they, last they call is seven is bottom of the seventh or end of the seventh. I forget if they do it midway through, like it, like so switching from away to yeah. home team, like bottom of the seventh. But it could be at the end of it. Um, but yes, yeah, so you after that you can't get any beer, and the problem they're they're realizing is that they're losing like millions yep. of revenue, like dollars of revenue in in beer sales because of how quickly this is happening. So yeah, there's been a, a huge debate just based off of um, do they push back the like how late you can get a beer to eight innings, which is what some people are doing. Yeah, so far, Arizona, Texas, um, Rangers, uh, Minnesota, and Milwaukee have. Yeah. And I think San Francisco just did it as well. And he and here's the issue, which there is also a counter-argument to this as well, is that you push it back to the eighth inning. You're also kind of incentivizing them staying, getting another beer, and risking driving. Yep. Um, but at, there's a counterpoint to it, too, where, like, I mean, seventh inning, eighth inning, like, realistically, if you're getting into that situation, um, you realistically probably shouldn't have driven in the first place, and that's kind of not necessarily on, on the, the, yeah. the ball team. It's a, it's a weird dichotomy of, like, yeah, we want to offer this to people, but you also have to understand that people are going to push limits all the time. Yes, they are. Um, and also keep it in mind, especially for at least the Philadelphia area with the Phillies game, too, once you're done the game, you can either – Drive home, which mm. we don't recommend if you're drinking beforehand, because a lot of people will tailgate these games, especially coming up in the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. And it, especially in the the before the pitch clock, they had time to sober up once the seventh inning was done. Yeah, because you got probably another hour. Yeah, at least at, at least another forty five minutes. Even though we know that drinking, even though an hour will not sober you off completely. Oh, hundred percent not. But we're just, we're not trying to justify. It, we're just explaining it. But yeah. basically, like tailgating beforehand then you're drinking through the game you're gonna have less time to sober up which is not what we want i mean you can continue drinking by going to xfinity live live casino mm-hmm. or do the smart thing and take an uh uber home yeah and leave the car there for the time being and there are majority of the people that are going there are smart and actually yeah. responsible but like you know you still are going to get those bad apples that will you know, r- ruin it for everyone else. But we're gonna find out on May 9th when we go. Who's the bad apple? <laughs> Dollar Dog Night, if they still have it, which I hope so. 
Yeah, that was another thing there. The Phillies, they had a nice food fight, which I really wish I went to because I would love to be a part of well, that. Well, granted, the Phillies were losing by, like, a five ton. runs. And, like, the, that you put you put Philly in that position where they're fans. They, they go there for the team and for a whole bunch of hot dogs, and they put up a poor showing like that. I expect the Phillies fans to react like that as well. Um, but kind of going back to the uh, to the pitch clock, I I act I l- like the idea of it. I think it needs to be be changed. I think that um, before the like before the bat starts, like have them do their walk up their their ritual and everything, and then after the first pitch, pitch clock go. I I I can agree to that. Just I, so you get you know the fan interaction. Yep. And they're ready. Like people can walk up, situate themselves. Because once they're in the box, I would say it's like it's go time. Yeah, exactly. You have to stay consistent after that. Before then, if you want to do a little stretch, like wave to the crowd, I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. Do a cartwheel. Exactly. But once you're in the box, pitch clock starts after the first throw. Or would it be once the batter steps in the box, pitch clock starts? I, I, would, I would say for, for both because then that kind of screws the pitcher over. Mm-hmm. After the first pitch, that's after. when the pitch clock starts. Got it. That makes sense, too, because – it's also that would be a very big benefit though to the pitcher because the first pitch they can take their sweet time on, mm-hmm. and then after that the pitch clock they can throw a quick pitch right after that and throw off their the batter's timing. Well, at at that point too, like it it, it pros and cons too because say yeah. say like you know it's a bad pitch, well now the batter has the advantage. So like no matter what the the pitch clock is going to affect people in different ways, but Absolutely. I think that um then that could be construed. But I I just want like that beginning where like people are like. Like especially in Philly, yeah, people are singing the the walk up songs. People are yeah. enjoying it, and especially like when I you didn't get hear the, a single walk up song when I was there. It, it it goes by so quick. Like that's mm-hmm. that was one of the parts of like going to a game. It's just enjoying that. Like everyone's realized, singing. Yeah. And I just realized too, dollar dog night's gonna be a uh, a rough one. If you're trying to eat a dog in inning, you mm-hmm. are trying to eat nine hot dogs in fr- in two ish hours, give or take. And yeah. it's not a blowout. Yeah, and. By then, you're not gonna make that. You're gonna probably puke. You're absolutely not gonna make it. And I'm not attempting that. And I that and that's four, and that's it. It's because like anyone that really goes to like a baseball game, um, that doesn't necessarily watch it on TV. At least like there was the atmosphere, the fun of it. That yeah, that gave them like you know what I kind of enjoy this a little bit, and yeah. I can understand why you might not want to watch it on TV. Yeah. Um, but it is it's. So they're they're getting increasingly good ratings based on the the, the pitch clock, based oh, yeah, on the no, uh, the bases, the shift. For watching it yeah, it, it's improving it, but I I think there's like the intricacies of like especially in the playoffs. I don't think there should be a pitch clock. Yeah. Um, like just just changing it here and there. Like I'm like the pitch clock itself, I'm fine with. I get what they're trying to do. Um, as someone who's what who's played baseball all their life, I understand when people are like this 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 is like a very long tedious yes. thing. So I get why the pitch clock is there. I just think it needs to be tweaked a little bit. I think for the playoffs, though, I wouldn't say get rid of the pitch clock. I would say make it longer. Or like after the seventh inning. Yeah, because once you get a the whole, what's it called? Everybody's used to it having a shorter one. Making Getting rid of it completely will change the dynamic a little bit too much, in my opinion. So I yeah. would recommend saying, like, all right, it's 15 seconds right now. Change it to 30. Give them double the time to work with. Yeah, because like you, you want that, you want that ability to kind of like let the the emotions, like the drama, simmer yeah. and like sit. I think thirty seconds is long. Yeah, for that, so. and I, I think they, they know that. I think they're, they're probably going to wait until like playoff time or at least, uh, probably a month before they kind of yeah. talk about it. Because I have a feeling that like they know like that's definitely going to be a thing that they're missing. Yep. Um, but then again, they're also dealing with this whole beer shortage, which they had to have thought of too. But 
I think it was missed, honestly. I think so, too. I don't think they realized how much was going to be. Yeah, I think what happened was they were like, ooh, the games are shorter. This is great, though, for ratings. Then the beer companies were like, hey. I just don't think they, they, they thought it was going to be this much. Yeah. I think I, they knew they were going to take a hit, but not this yeah, much. Yeah, I think they were like, all right, we were going to lose some sales. What are you going to do? But now it's like, oh, your games are cut down by nearly half. Exactly. So half our beer, not and I, that's not how it's it like works. 45 like they yeah. cut off 45 minutes of like runtime necessarily yeah, which gets rid of beer time yeah and like for one person you're like yeah that might be one beer but yeah. like one remember, person to another to another and keep multiplying that's a lot of beer and beers are not cheap at any stadium you go to no i think they're like what like 15 bucks 15 plus yeah that's ridiculous it is ridiculous but that's why you go dollar dog night that's why we need to bring back at least they give you like the the big ones, like the the tall boys they give you. Yeah, like they that, give you a that, tall boy. Yeah, which is like nice. it's still it's still definitely when you still when you go to the su- or the liquor store though, and then you see that they're really like four or five. Yeah, you're still getting you're, scouts. You're like, I, I'm being off charge. But, but like you know, at least it's a a tall boy, and I I think there's a psychology there for it. Yeah. Um. Also, another fun Philly thing is that Harper and Ranger Suarez had a little uh mini kind of like um uh not practice, but they they went to a hotel. All right, good. So Ranger threw to Harper. Harper was able to swing. Um, they had a pretty good bout. They both were able to get live um, at bats and, and stuff like that. Good. And what came out of that was uh, Harper's, When if he was just strictly able to hit, he'd be 100%. He'd be good. Yeah. The only concern is he's not medically cleared yet because they don't know if, like, if he slides, there might still be a possibility he tears his elbow. The one yeah, that we don't want surgery that to on. So they're, they're still making sure he's good there. But when it comes to hitting, he's 100%. He's good to go. Good. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, the only other thing I really wanted to bring up is that the Tampa Bay Rays are still on fire. They, they, they stopped their win streak though. They're 14 and three, but they're, they're number one in, in all of baseball and they're still so fun to watch. Good. Um, and the Orioles every single time, like one of them hits a home run, it's another fun, uh, home run celebration. At one point they had, uh, the sprinkler where one guy on who gets on base was yeah. pretending to be the sprinkler and everyone in the dugout just like, kind of like spewed out water. Yeah. Uh, they had one where it was, uh, um, uh, a beer bong. Yeah. And they just, they use water obviously, yeah. but that was their celebration. So it's fun to see like those teams having an extremely, like a good amount of fun and then seeing the celebrations they do. So I'm curious what else the Orioles at least will have up their, yeah. their sleeve and how more dominant the Rays can get. Um, now we'll we'll switch over to the uh, the NFL because there was some really fun news 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 for the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts, the franchise QB that everyone wanted to get signed, has gotten signed for a five year, two hundred fifty five million dollar contract. Damn, um, one hundred seventy nine million of that is guaranteed. Everyone was kind of worried that he was going to take. Um, well, I I, I, sh- I shouldn't say was worried. We had like majority of Philly knew what type of person he was. We wanted him to get paid, but we kind of knew that he was going to help the team out. And the, the cap hit that um, Howie Roseman and Jalen Hurts' agent constructed, beautiful. Like, he, I think he's I think he's only – he's actually going to be less of a cap hit than Patrick Mahomes down the line, which is really interesting. But thank God we got that deal done because people that still need to get deals done for in QB market is Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and the likes of them, and uh, Lamar Jackson. Um and they're going to ask for a lot more after that. So it's it's really a copycat league. Whoever goes first normally is that's a good thing because then they, they get a, a cheaper price. But Jalen deserves every single like dime of that money. He is he's going to be so good for years to come, and I'm excited. And even as someone who 
in the beginning, definitely one of Wentz. I'll, I, I will, I will say when I, I made mistakes and made losses, he has proven me wrong. Um, even but all last year I was with him, and he's watching him just prove every single doubter wrong. And there's still doubters, which it blows my mind. But most of them are like Giants and and Cowboys fans, so I get it. But evil people. He, he. I don't think he's reached a ceiling at all. At all, and even if he plays like eighty percent of what he played last year, which looked effortless to him. Where the Eagles are going to be in a good spot, and I'm very yeah. excited. Um, Buda Baker, who is a Cardinal safety, requested for a trade, and all of Philly was like, "Hey, Howie, trade for him." Yeah, why not? He's that good. The only problem is that he's he's making a good amount of money. He's making more than uh, C.J. Garner Johnson is is already making on that mm. one year deal, um, and that's a big problem, especially for like cap going down the line. But if he's willing to take like not a big cap hit, but like just or uh, not not a big hit to like his money, but you know just a little bit, because he is kind of in that win now mode in his career. He's not he's not really. I think he's like twenty seven, maybe twenty six. So he still has plenty of years left. But yeah. he's he's like I want to play for a contender because he knows who he is, and he's actually he was I I forget what um station he was on was talking and said like oh yeah like the Eagles like their head coach like is he's he's really fun. Uh, let me actually pull up. So, Buda Baker actually said, someone that I really like is the Eagles coach. He is who he is. Seeing that is, a spe- is uh, special as a player. Meaning, Nick Sirianni is Come not afraid to, to show. Side. Yeah, and cheese steaks and anger management. And it, that that's really, that'll be really awesome. Like, if, if we get Do him, it. it's almost a lock to go back to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. this team, and I'm actually curious. I don't know if you've been you've been keeping up on like the rookies and nope. who who we want to draft. Okay, nope. but I won't ask this. But I'll ask all of you. Go ask on the fans. Go on at, all six of you. Yeah, tweet us at A and B Sports Media or A B Sports Media, um, and tell us who should the Eagles draft with their uh, number tenth pick. Should they draft by John Robinson? Should they draft Jalen Carter? Should they draft Jaylen. other, or should they trade back and get more picks? I have my ideas, um, but I'm not sold on mine, mine 100% yet. Because I'm, I'm really curious, because like, as much as I want Bajan Robinson to like just bolster this offense, because he yeah. is a generational running back talent. Think of Saquon Barkley when he first came in. Okay. Like that. All right, that on good. that offense, for yeah. at least on a rookie deal for three years, that is insane. That would be obnoxious. And we have Jalen Carter, who put him on a defense with Hassan Reddick, with uh, Nakobe Dean. Like that, Chip. Like, that would be disgusting as well. So we have so many options. And then there's also that like, you could also trade back, yeah, get more picks, and just keep bolstering. Because we have, I think, six picks in the next two years um, in first and second rounds. So, like, that's, that's huge. So... That's kind of where we're at with the NFL and the MLB. And then um, I also kind of want to talk about the Sixers a little bit. Yeah, basketball. Yeah, a little basketball. We'll, we'll get a little bit more into it, but obviously we're biased, so we'll talk about the Sixers. Yeah, that's all we're really going to focus on right now. They've looked really good. They have. Like, um, They just want – they are currently 2-0 in the playoffs round one. Um, honestly, I was very happy with how everything went. Uh, but first I was a little nervous after the um, – Second quarter, or period. Is it period? I don't know. One or the other. It's, it's quarters. It is quarters. Great. 
Um, props <laughs> to Maxi though. 40 minutes played, 33 points, uh, three rebounds, no assists, though. So all of those points besides uh, – yeah, all of those points, all him. So good for him. Um, Harden, 38 minutes, eight points, five rebounds, seven assists. Way to be a team player. Um, Tobias Harris, 33 minutes, 12 rebounds, two assists, 20 points. And our man, the myth, the legend, the tall man in the center itself, Joel Embiid, 37 minutes, 19 rebounds, seven assists, 20 points. The thing that I love about this team right now is that obviously throughout the whole season, Embiid was scoring outrageously. He was playing MVP level, and he still is because the Nets to stop him literally have to double, even sometimes triple team him. Yes. That leaves opportunities open for Maxi for Harris and they and that's what really makes me excited is that Harden, like you also have the the Anthony Melton 21 minutes nine points uh, but that, getting it. that's what makes me so excited is that like th- before the Nets even started like yep. everyone was saying you got a double team triple team uh, and beating you shut the Sixers down well they're showing you that like you physically you can can't go around him we yeah, can you, work without him like not fully but we want no him. no no like obviously this whole thing is centered around and because without the double teams they're not going to get the shots they yeah. normally get. But it's so cool to see that Harris, I have been shitting on him for a while now. Yeah, and then he shut you up. I, he uh, broke your not, ankles. No, not yet. Not yet. Um, I wanted Jimmy Butler for, like, I wanted him before Harris, and yeah. obviously that didn't happen. But I was like, you know, I'll give Harris, you know, I'll see what he does. And he wasn't necessarily performing too yeah. much to, to what the contract has. But, like, mm-hmm. he's shown up in the playoffs. The, the past two games, he has done extremely well. And I'm 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 very excited about that. Maxi stepping up, doing his thing, obviously. And then Harden, even though he doesn't have like the point totals and the assists and everything, he's still moving the no, ball he's around. Making it, he's making yeah. the plays happen. Yeah, exactly. So this is and <laughs> B ball, Paul Reed. Oh, he's doing. He, I'm just so happy he's actually starting to grow into uh, a a good little small forward for us. Um, so I'm ex- I'm really excited to see how they continue to improve even in the playoffs. Cause right, yeah. I was, I was a little nervous getting into it. I was like, how Because like Harris hasn't really shown me too much throughout the season. Maxi, I love him. He mm-hmm. still needs to get too consistent. So two games in a row, they're showing that they can just absolutely dominate. Even if he double team or triple team, like Embiid, like the, the main guy. So, yeah. And hopefully this all works out um, on Thursday, April 20th. At 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Game Three against the Nets, yep. they win that. They go into the next round because it's best of five. Yep. Or is it best of seven? It's a. Uh, I think it's first to four. First to four. Up. Oh, sorry. Never mind. One more game after that. Yeah. So and then uh, just another key thing I wanted to, to point out too. Um, this game was a little bit of uh, controversy, yeah, and seven, I'll, seven. I'll talk about that. But the Warriors have gone down. Uh, uh, 0-2 in their series. And this is the first time in, like, I think 15 years Steph Curry has ever dealt with that. Say poor Steph Curry. Um, but that's, e- even though, like, that's a pretty big thing in of itself, there was a, a little thing where Draymond Green uh, decided to just straight up, s- like, curve stomp someone in the mm-hmm. chest. Um, there's been point of contentions where, like, he was saying that the guy grabbed his, his leg and stuff like that, but it... <laughs> It seemed what happened was he went to go cover his face and what and that kind of wrapped around yeah. Draymond's foot, but Draymond tried to get out of it and then the guy let go and Draymond just straight up, bump like like stepped on him. So he got ejected from that game. Everyone's annoyed at that, but it's it's interesting to see that the Warriors, who were our dynasty for a long time and still kind of are, 
are uh, down to the Kings who haven't been in a playoff game. Yeah, not in looking so hot years. right now. Years. So more more games to come. We got a lot of games happening. Uh, again, this is this is um, recorded uh, Tuesday, April eighteenth. So we got the Hawks, Celtics, we got Knicks, Cavaliers, we got Clippers, Suns. Um, all happening today, which is Tuesday, April eighteenth. So yeah, so we want the Knicks to win. So. If the Knicks win the uh, playoff round one, then we're gonna we are gonna go to a live game in the next one against the Knicks, Sixers versus Knicks. Would they face them or would they face we the Celtics? Would face them, I think. I think I gotta double check that. Hang on. Because I I would love that. Because the Celtics, for some goddamn reason, always have our, our fucking group. I know. Um, let's see. Um, so the way it goes, where are we at? No, actually, you're right. We would play the Celtics. So. Yeah. For the Eastern Conference, it would be Milwaukee and Miami. Miami won the first game. I didn't even realize that until now. Yeah, that's that's shocking. And um, with with, um, with uh, Tyler Harrow actually breaking his hand too. Yeah. So that was that was interesting to see because yeah. like that's going to be very huge going down the line. Very true. Uh, so if, uh, so Milwaukee and Miami, and then we'll play the winner of. Of Cleveland and New York, Sixers and Brooklyn will play the uh, winner of Boston and Atlanta. In the Western Conference, Denver and Minnesota will play the winner of either Phoenix and LA. Sacramento and Golden State will play either the winner of Memphis or LA Lakers. I know that sounds a little weird, but basically, whatever the first two teams I said, they were whoever wins out of that. So. Yep. So that's then. Yeah, we got games tonight. So uh, fun to see if the Hawks can come back and, and take a game from the series. Um, if the Knicks can 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 hold off um, Mitchell and the Cavaliers, and then we'll see if uh, the Clippers can necessarily keep this this lead on the Suns. So it'll be some fun games to watch. Definitely. All right. In the meantime, we're gonna take a step back in time. Today's events in sports history. Woo! <laughs> okay. Because the first one in 1809 does not make sense to me, and I want to bring it up to everyone to be confused. 1809, first run of 2,000 guinea horses. Ray said, New Market, England. I have no idea what that means. They're just horses. Um, the first in 1869, the first international cricket match was held in San Francisco, and it was won by California. Woo, go cricket. We're going to get into it eventually. Um, don't care about that. Tommy Burns, KO's. Jewey Smith, that is his name, J-E-W-E-Y, of England in the fifth round at the newly Bowling Palace in Paris to retain his world heavyweight boxing title. There are some weird names back then. Um, keep going, and we're going, because I know there was more getting into this. 1946, Jackie Robinson debuts as second baseman for the Montreal Royals. So getting that back in there. Uh, more about the Boston. A lot of Boston Marathon winners today, because Boston Marathon. I, I was about to say. <laughs> um, up oh, 1966, Bill Russell becomes the first African American coach in NBA history for the Boston Celtics. Um, first ABA basketball championship again. Still have no idea. Um, oh wait, wait, wait. here it is. 1987, Mike Schmidt hits his 500 500th home run versus the Pirates. Uh, so that was pretty dope. Uh, more more about the Boston Marathon. More about the Boston Marathon. More about the Boston Marathon. Joe Montana retires in 1955. 
And in 1988, Peyton Manning is first picked up by the Indianapolis Colts. Well, would you look at mm-hmm. this? In 1999, Wayne Gretzky act, retires from the NHL and lost his last game with the New York Rangers losing 2-1. to one. Shame. Boston Marathon, Boston Marathon, Boston Marathon. Um, oh, here's a good one. 2017, and this is the last one, Portuguese superstar Cristiano Ronaldo becomes the first player to score 100 goals in the Champions League with a hat trick in Real Madrid's 4-2 win over Bayern Munich. Yeah! <laughs> so that was our day in sports history. Okay. So a few other things going on in the meantime before I get into combat sports. USFL football. Currently, as of last week, of April 15th, um, or this weekend, we had the first week of the United States Football League. Woo! The Guess blob. how the Philadelphia Stars did. Please tell me that it they goes. fucking won. Hey. 27 to 23. They beat the Memphis Showboats. That boat sunk. <laughs> I'm having too much fun acting like this now. Um, the blob lurked. Then we have on the other side, the New Jersey Generals versus the Birmingham Stallions. Who do you think won? Uh, Birmingham Stallions. Correct. Wow. It was 27 to 10. Hey. Um, beyond that, also in the next week, on April 16th, that Sunday, uh, Michigan Panthers versus Houston Gamblers. Michigan's won by 20, it was 29 to 13. And then the Pittsburgh Maulers versus the New Orleans Breakers. I still hate all their names. Uh, <laughs> 22 to 15 for New Orleans. So currently, in the stand, ooh, excuse me, in the standings, um, in the North Division, because there's only a North and South, yeah. Panthers and Stars are 1 and 0. Maulers and Generals sucking it up. Uh, same thing on the bottom side in the South Division. Stallions and Breakers are 1-0. Showboats and Gamblers are 0-1. XFL is going on at the same time as well. The Dallas Defenders are 8-1 currently. I, St. Louis Battlehawks are 6-3. That league is still going. And uh, what is it? But the uh, the D.C. Defenders and the Houston Roughnecks have made uh, are, are, have clinched the division. They have, And yes. home field. Thank so you. That's the, what uh, I was asking. The Vegas Vipers and the Orlando Guardians, they have been eliminated from contention. Say, the Guardians are 1-8. and eight. They suck. Yeah, they're terrible. So now, I actually, ever since the XFL started, have been a Seattle Sea Dragons fan just because go Dragons. Um, oh, that literally, 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 that, that's the only reason. So, But yeah. right now, they are, they are neck and neck with the St. Louis uh, Battlehawks. Again, both are 6-3. So, obviously, uh, a few weeks left to go, but curious to see who's going to take that last spot. Yep. Um, and then in the other division, you got the the Arlington Renegades and the San Antonio uh, Brahmins, Brahmas, Brahmas, Brahmin, Brahmas. Hang on, I gotta look at it closer. I can't see myself. It's it's something, all right. Uh, it's it's on. something, but that division's even worse. Um, they're they're both trying to vie for that last spot, but a little bit less so. Um, Arlington Renegades four and five. Yeah, Brahmas. And then San Antonio Brahmas. Probably, I'm thinking of Brahmin from Fallout. Brahmas, you know San Antonio. Uh, sure. They're three and six, so they're a little bit more more to go, but they can pull it back. You never know. They're uh, like cows; they go moo. They so I, th- I think this is the 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 last week for it, because um, then you go into semifinals oh, and yeah. championships. So, so most likely not. <laughs> so yeah. So well, I mean, you never know, because if if uh oh, if the defenders lose, then there's a tie. Yeah, I think they would go for like maybe a point four point probably yeah something like that, but. The Seattle faces uh, Vegas, so that's looking pretty good. And Arlington faces Houston, which, you know, yeah. who knows. But, yeah, right. that's the XFL. Cool. Otherwise, Union currently right now, the Philadelphia Union, 
they had a game uh, this Saturday on April 15th. They tied against Chicago. Chicago. Um, two to two. Uh, currently in the standings right now, they are actually out of playoff contention. Really? Yes. They are currently ranked 10th out of the 15. Um, so the way it's working right now when it comes to total points, they are they have about eight total points because their record is currently two two or two wins, two draws, and four losses. So Philadelphia's not looking hot right now. Yeah. However, if they get one win, they will get more points than Toronto, at least, who has nine in total. Toronto is literally hanging on by a thread. Their record is one and one with six draws. Oh. Huh. They're literally playing just to survive. Yeah. Jesus. So they uh Philadelphia will be playing um where are we at? Um oh, speaking of devil. They are playing Toronto this weekend on April twenty second at seven thirty PM. <laughs> well we're good. So we're that's big because I think if they do that it should be the final, but I think they're still no, this is for a champions league going on at the same time. So we're moving on that. I have nothing for F one currently because the next race is next weekend. Um, April 30, 30th. Um, that's the Azerbaijan ah, Grand Prix. Only thing I'm going to say about that is there's rumors about Carlos Sainz leaving Ferrari. Kind of want it to happen because Ferrari is dropping the ball. But shout out to Fernando Alonso. He's 40 years old and still killing it. So, yay. I also now have a brand new Max Verstappen hoodie. And it's quite comfortable because I got the European sizing down. I'm wearing a double XL. It fits like an XL, and it fits like a dream. Wait, that's, they they really have uh, it's European sizing. I mean, but like we're you know we're fatter. That makes sense. Yes. Um. All right. Last but not least, we'll get into boxing first because there is a big fight night this weekend on Danzen or Showtime. You have Ryan Garcia versus Javante Tank Davis. This is probably going to be, hopefully, one of the fights of the year. Um, Ryan Garcia is probably more known social media-wise with how much he does produce content, um, but that doesn't mean he doesn't know how to fight. I've watched him fight Luke Campbell, and that was a very entertaining fight for him. Um, great body shot knockout from him, uh, but that doesn't mean Javante Tank Davis is no slouch either. He is a force to be reckoned with. Honest to God, I have no idea who's going to win, but I'll make an opinion anyway. Um, current records for both. Ryan is currently 23-0 with 19 KOs. Javante Tank Davis is currently 28-0 with 26 knockouts. This is going to be a 12-round fight. This is going to be held in Las Vegas, I believe, at the T-Mobile Arena. If you want to buy tickets, no, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's like $600 plus. Who? Pay-per-view currently on Showtime and Danzen. I think if you have, I think this is considered a super fight, so Danzen's going to charge you for the pay-per-view as well. It's $85. Huh. That's a lot. Huh. Um, so, yeah, yo-ho, yo-ho, if you know what I mean. I'm going to be a pirate. Um, <laughs> beyond that, though, both are actually around our age, too, AJ. Did you know that? Uh, Tank Bro, is... we're, we're, we're getting to that age now where, like, all, all the, the new, like, or just, uh, I hate this. Tank's hate older than us, too. He's actually 29. I know, um, but we're, we're now in that age where, like, any any newcomers coming in are going to be significantly younger than us yeah, and more Yeah, it scares talented. the shit out of me. Um, 
So that's going to happen. Again, this is going to be on Saturday, April 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Main event ring walks are approximately around 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this, again, yes, it will be... Oh. Oh, that's bullshit. So the U.S. gets screwed out again. I just want to bring this up when it comes to the pay-per-views. If you have the Danzen subscription and you're in the UK, Ireland, Denmark, Europe, you can watch this fight for free. But because we're the U.S. and we're big on capitalism, Ooh. we have to get uh, Danzen pay-per-view. So if you already have a membership, uh, U.S., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, you have to pay for it. Bullshit. Um, Bullshit. Anyway, moving on. Uh, beyond that, on the boxing world, we're done with. Uh, we are going to go back into last weekend's fight night between Arnold Allen and Max Holloway. Not going to run through everybody. A lot of crazy stuff happened. Congrats to Gillian Robertson for performance in a night. Uh, props to Brandon Ro uh, Roval for uh, first round knockout performance in a night. Fight in a night, Bill Lego and TJ Brown for fight of the night. And then... The, la the two I'm going to focus on only for this one, Edson Barboza versus Billy Quarantillo. I was really rooting for Billy to win, but unfortunately, in the first round, when it looked like he was getting putting some good pressure on, he decided to get kneed in the face and just dropped out cold. So Edson won by a knockout in the first round, received performance of the night. He's still got it in him, even though he's getting older. He's still ranked 14th in the featherweight division, and we'll see where he goes from there. Um, main event was another featherweight bout. Max Holloway, ranked number one, versus Arnold Allen, ranked number four. It was five, uh, five, five rounds of pure uh, combat of them going back and forth. Arnold was laying in some really tough shots, but Max was just peppering him much more. Overall, Max won via unanimous decision, and he still held the number one spot. What does that mean for the featherweight division? Who the fuck knows? Because, as of now, the current champ of the featherweight division is Alexander Volkanovsky, who he's lost to three times. Three times, yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, where do you go from there? Like, do you want to have him fight a fourth time? Who knows? I I, I don't know. Um, basically, I think Volkanovsky is supposed to fight Yair Rodriguez next. If he does and loses, hopefully there's no immediate rematch. Max can fight and go from there. But if not... I got nothing. There is talks, though, of Max Holloway fighting the Korean Zombie next. I think that would be a good legacy retirement fight for the Zombie. Um, zombie is on his way out, and Max is still, you know, doing his thing. But I think overall that will be better than waiting to, to have him fight Volkanovski again because I'm going to get bored of watching that over and over again. They're, those two, unfortunately, are so good. Um but Volkanovski, I still think, is on another level with Max just right behind him, and the rest of the division can't get close at all whatsoever. Uh, moving on from that card, we have this weekend's fight card. You have a UFC Fight Night, uh, Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades, Saturday, April 22nd at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada, United States of America. Yeah. Um, this can be watched on ESPN plus, um, and same thing with the prelim as well. Um, 
when it comes to this, I'm not. I don't have really many to focus on this card either. The only two I really wanted to bring up three. Uh, just realizing I forgot about him. Kamaru Usman has a brother. Did you know that? No, actually, you were saying this earlier. I was like, oh, him? And yeah. then you were like, no, his brother. I was like, oh. Yeah, so he's on the prelims. His name is Muhammad Usman. He is fighting a guy named Junior Tafa. Um, Muhammad had a great knockout the last time he fought. So we're going to see how that goes. I don't know much about Junior Tafa. Uh, they don't have much on him besides he has no record at all, and he's just called the juggernaut. But he's apparently had four knockouts and three first-round finishes, but nobody... I don't know. I got nothing on him. There's literally a blank photo and everything, so I have no idea. Hmm. So, we'll see. Otherwise, the only other two I wanted to focus on was a lightweight bout in the main card, which is Bobby Green versus Jared Gordon. Bobby Green's a hell of a fighter. I've been watching him constantly. With the lightweight division, it's stacked from beginning to end. Um, even if you get off the top 15, which includes like Hattie Pimblett um, and a few other fighters, they're still going to be just as dangerous as potentially the top 15. It just shows you how deep that um, weight class goes. Yeah. Bobby Green has fought the best and lost to some of them lost and won against a lot of them as well. But I love Bobby Green's fighting style because he throws in the Philly shoulder. He dodges, weaves, it gets good. Who he's fighting, though, is Jarrett Gordon. Jarrett Gordon was on the loss of Patty Pimblett at the last um, UK event in UFC. I think this is actually a step up in competition for him because I think he did deserve to win that fight against Patty Pimblett, no matter what anyone else says. And I think a lot of people agree with me that Jarrett should have won that fight. They were trying to protect Patty to keep his stock going, and it kind of didn't work out. So, otherwise, though, I think this is a good step up in competition for him. Can he keep up the speed against Bobby Green? I don't know. Does Bobby have a better chin than Patty? I also don't know because Jarrett was throwing some massive bombs that last fight. So, overall, we'll see what happens there. Um, the next one I want to bring up is the heavyweight fight, the main event. Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades. This is a very, very important fight for both of these people. I'm pretty sure whoever wins this will, after the fight against uh, John Jones versus Stipe Miocic, depending who wins, will be uh, fighting for the title next. Sergey, Jesus fucking Christ, and I shouldn't say that around him because I know he's a stout Catholic because I watch him literally do the sign of the cross all the time. He is currently 17-1, and one, five win streaks, 14 wins by knockout. 14 of them are first-round finishes. God damn. Yeah. God he, damn. And he, I'm not kidding. Um, let's see. On those five fights, except for the Green versus Palvovich fight. Oh, no, it still says knockout. I just don't know who. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Okay. Besides him losing to Overeem in 2018, from 2019 on, every single fight he has done was a win by knockout first round god damn yeah that's Jesus fucking crazy right he's knocked out Derek lewis he's knocked out ty to which i ty i love you i wish you didn't fight there because that hurt me i love you so much don't <laughs> do that again um so he's knocked out the knockout artists that is huge to say the least who he's fighting next though is no slouch whatsoever his name is curtis blades 
Uh, he's 17 and 3, 12 wins by knockout, three first round finishes. Recently coming off a win of knocking out, uh, I believe it's Chris Dawkins. I forget which one. Yep, Chris Dawkins, which is still ranked in the heavyweight division. I can't believe it. Um, and then another decision win over Rosenstruck, and then uh, his unfortunate loss against uh, Derek Lewis. Yeah, I knocked the fuck out of him. <laughs> he also beat. He also beat Tom Aspinall, but that was via injury. Because Tom's uh, ACL broke, so that's TKO. What are you going to do? But his takedowns are incredible. 33 takedowns landed out of 115 attempts. So he is a very big wrestler. Um, I think that will be a big game plan against him to see how Sergey handles it because Sergey is basically, in a American terms, is swang and bang. Because he will just throw everything at you as a big pressure fighter. So if uh, Curtis can get around that, that's good. The problem is, if Sergey does do uh, any film at all and sees how Derek won his last fight against uh, Curtis Blades via knockout, he knows if he throws the timing right, he will knock them the ever-living the fuck out. And then, maybe Sergey will now be fighting for the heavyweight championship belt against John Jones. Who do I think will win? I have no fucking clue. If it makes it beyond the first round, I actually think Curtis will take it, but we've never seen Sergey go beyond the first round either. Otherwise, that's all I have at this time for mixed martial arts, combat sports. Um, Shane Burgos, you lost. You make me sad, so I'm not talking about you right now. <laughs> um... And then just kind of wrap it all up too. Uh, we haven't really talked about it a lot, but um, LCS, the esports uh, League of Legends, um, they had their playoffs. They they kind of went through everything. Uh, the first round, actually, I'll give you. We'll talk about the standings real quick. We'll talk about the uh, the top four. And uh, it kind of played out exactly how we thought it would. Um, the only thing is that Cloud Nine actually bumped up over FlyQuest. Uh, so Cloud Nine was first. FlyQuest was second. Uh, 100 Thieves was third, and then CLG was fourth. Um, Gasp. And to give you an idea, they do um, pretty much the, 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 the top four do semifinals and then finals. Um, they play best um, first to three. Cloud9 faced CLG. Um, they beat them three to one pretty handily. Uh, FlyQuest beat 100 Thieves three to three to oh pretty handily. Uh, but the most shocking thing was in the finals, Cloud9 just wiped the floor of FlyQuest. They actually went three and oh. Huh, how about that shit? So... Yeah, it was, it was. It was. Yeah, it was interesting to see. But um, that's kind of where LCS uh, is. Uh, their spring split is is done now. So um, they take a little break and then they go into the summer one. Um, but a big thing actually came out too is that the um, the popularity and view- viewership of the LCS in uh, North America actually lowered significantly, and that was um, a a big point of discussion for a little bit because obviously they wanted to figure out like why that was. Um and the league is a toxic game and we stopped playing it. Yeah, actually that that was one of the points is that there there really? there's a few yeah there's a few kind of talking points nothing really narrowed down. Um and Riot actually came out and said like we're we're like we don't know what we're going to do just yet but like the like we're we're figuring it out like trust me like give me a refund all, for all the skins I bought. How about and that? And for all <laughs> the all the shit that I give Riot, they are very good at listing the community. They're one of the few companies that actually do turn into a music production company. They'll be fine. Honestly, I'm more excited about anything other than League of Legends that Riot makes. Yeah, there is. When it comes to League of Riot games, they have two games ca- out, two major games out currently. Well, one released today. 
and we'll get to that. We'll continue your thought process. Um, when it comes to like video game, like big video games, League of Legends, obviously, and their no- newer one is called Valorant. Mm-hmm. It's a first-person shooter type game, very tactical, very fun to watch. Um, it's a little more flashy than other games in the sense of abilities and all that. Um, you also have card games as well. Yep. You also have uh, Legends of Runeterra, which is a card game like Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, stuff like that. You also have, lastly, I forgot about it, Team Fight Tactics, which I don't know what type of genre that is. Yeah, that, oh, so that's called Auto Chess. Thank you. Um, so that's still wrapped in with League because it's in the same client. It's not necessarily a separate game. Yeah, um, but it has its own little like competitions and everything on its own. So. Yeah, um, just a, a brief, because Auto Chess is actually kind of cool, a brief thing is that Auto Chess is you pretty much place pieces on the board. Uh, you kind of try and pair them up to get bonuses, and then you... It, where normally chess, you can move the pieces. Auto chess, you, the pieces you, move on you, their yeah, own and you attack. let them go. They have abilities. You set everything up and then they go. Yeah, like um, there, you're, there's also another League of Legends game out. I forgot all about it. The uh, Tales of whatever the one that's set in Bilgewater. The oh the the Ruin King one. Yeah, the Legends of the Ruin King. Yeah, that's that, a, that one was actually really. It is good. really fun. It was it's a story really based game. Highly yeah. recommend it. You got. In the meantime, another one coming out eventually called Project L right now. That's the working title. That is a fighting game like yeah. Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat that will be coming out God knows when. Yeah, they, they haven't given a release date, but the, a lot of the, the stuff that they've shown looks very promising yes. and very fun. And they actually have one come out today. Okay. Um, it's 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 a roguelike. That's, that's is what it I was Mage Seeker? For. It's Mage Seeker. That came out today. Silas the Mage Seeker rogue, um, a roguelike came out that. today. I, I was going to try and figure it out after the gym. Um, but, yeah, so they have a whole skew of games. And, like, they have Arcane uh, Season 2. They're in production on. Please so they, watch that on Netflix. That is a fantastic. It's so good. It is so it, – it's it's a top five show of mine. Uh, including, a top five um, just video media like TVs and movies combined, so yeah, please Mage give Seeker that a watch. is currently twenty nine ninety nine. Yep. I have nothing else to play, and I'm not playing League anymore because I have an addiction. So I, I got MLB The Show, and I got Raven's Watch, which is another roguelike, so. Um, but, yeah, so LCS is having, like, the viewership down, and part of that is because the main draw to League of Legends is the rank play. Yes. Um, so you pretty much they have, like, this whole thing where you have regular, ga- like, most games do this where you have, like, your casual, you just jump in with friends and have fun, but all of us, in it, at least ones. at least in, in my friend group, the addicted ones, which means ninety percent. Well, I would. I'm, I'm the, not saying just league in general. I'm saying ninety percent of the league clientele that plays the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority of people play right because it just it it gives you a sense that you put forty minutes of your it life gives to something. You a sense of pride and accomplishment when you take that. EA. I don't even know. At this point, I don't even know. It gave me accomplishment but when I was done. The yeah, so the the major draw to the game is ranked, and a lot of people play it, and it's having a lot of problems with um, toxicity, which mm, is pretty much just there. like a whole bunch of people like just the shit talking to Did each I... other, um, inting, which is literally just like giving you, up on the game. Yeah, giving up on the game, but like purposely making it so it's, that best way to describe it too. It's like if you were playing baseball and you were intentionally hitting a grounder right to the pitcher. I wouldn't even say that because then I, I, that doesn't even like give him a run. <laughs> the, but you're it, getting it, yourself it, out right then and there, yeah. or you're dropping the ball intentionally when it pops wide. Yeah, essentially, it's instead of a five v five situation, it's a four v six. Yeah, um, not just not like so inting all that kind of stuff. No they have um, what they call Smurfs. Um, oh smurf, yeah. So what what Smurfs are are essentially 
people that are in higher elos. So like it goes higher like bro- yeah, players. bronze, silver, gold, diamond, platinum, all that kind of stuff. So like there's the higher echelon players that like are like te- not even ten yeah. percent of but but they're they have such high queue times. Um queue times is when you go into Waiting a game. Times. Yeah, you, you wait essentially. And the reason that is is because there's not that many like challenger yeah, when you're level playing players. Top ten percent, you're only gonna play like between like ten thousand yeah. people at best. Yeah, normally if like less. if you're playing just like in the, where the general population plays from like bronze to or silver to gold, like around that Put that bronze area. In there. Um, it normally takes you like a minute or two to get it. Yeah, we get a, you get into a game real quick. You play, you hate yourself for forty five minutes, and then you're done. Yeah, and cha- then you play again because you're like, what's wrong with me? Is you stick a needle anymore? <laughs> Challenge challenger essentially is like twenty to thirty minute. Pops because again, there's a there is in specific regions to make it even more specific. Each region is a lot at X amount of those ranks. In this case, for Challenger, I think it's the top 300 players mm-hmm. in the North American region. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to find a match between 300 of those other people. You're not going to wait. You're going to make another account that starts lower so you can continue to play and have fun. And that's kind of like having an MLB player come to your fucking softball league. Literally, so Jason Wirth, uh, old Phillies player, uh, old Washington Nationals player, retired, went to a men's league game, and I think his like his first bat, he just dropped a bomb. It's essentially like that, and especially people that like this game is such a huge learning curve, and if you're silver or gold, like you go up against a challenger player or even like like diamond or something like that, like you're just knowing you're that you're gonna, gonna be tilted. And you, it, majority of it's like affecting like bronze and silver yeah, players, the newer and, players. The growth of the game itself is slowing down because of the learning curve that it has. Yeah, and, and it doesn't help that you have over a hundred and fifty different characters you are able to play with different types of kits mm-hmm. that all have different varying levels of uh, skill to learn and master. And now imagine doing that against the best of the best. Yes. And that's not fun. And the great, and then you also have to remember you have to memorize what exactly these other people have. Like I don't mm-hmm. know how I do this now, like playing this game after three years. I know every champion's ability if I sat there and just thought about it. Yeah. I won't remember all their names off the top of my head because it's 150 fucking names. Yeah. But if you show me the champion in the game, I could say they do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah, I can actually tell you a good amount of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um. The, yeah. So they have a smurfing problem, which. Their original idea was to do smurfing queue, where, like, if there's a series of, like, it, I forget the the actual equation of how they do it, but it, it worked decently well. There were still problems with it, but yeah. they got rid of it, and smurfing became a huge problem. Talking about bringing that back. And then Dodgers, people that, like, if they... Quit the games. Literally, they'll just get into a game, and when you're choosing your champions, um, once you're locked in, the game starts, you can't necessarily leave. Like, if you leave, you can't start another game. Yeah. You can't start until that game is finished. It's not. It's literally the most um, torturous thing when you're about to play a game and you lock it and somebody says, hey, can I grab you for a minute? Because you're like, no, I'm yeah. stuck for 45 minutes yeah. at least. And then, but dodging at least gives you the ability to, like, before that game's locked in, if you don't like the matchups or you can tell that your friend, like your teammates are toxic, yeah. you could dodge. But a lot of people will dodge just like, fuck with people. And you also get penalties for doing that, too. You do. Um, you can even actually have your account banned for seven days, 14 days, mm-hmm. etc. Um, just going back to the toxicity real quick. I had a person recently during my rank climb add me as a friend, insult me, curse me out, told me to never play ranked again, only play a different game mode, a ramp. 
had <laughs> literally just unfriended and blocked me. I still follow him to this day just to see his rank. He still sucks ass. Yeah. And and so that's like a lot of the game issues, but also there's a lot of turnover in esports. Yeah. Um and they're also bringing a lot of more international talent. Um and it's it's this weird dichotomy of a whole whole bunch of things like falling together and like the 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 viewer rate is dropping. So like yeah. that's going to be an interesting thing to see once they go into the new split. Um, if they can improve those things and if they could bring back the people that are kind of starting to die Am out. Are you going to play ranked this new split? I don't even think so. No, I, 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 I literally feel like I, I have my, my coin. I haven't played since March 23rd. Yeah, I haven't I'm, played I'm not playing. a ranked game since, I think, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. To be honest, we've just been so busy. Yeah, like, no, I have, so. We haven't even had time to. Oh, oh, actually, the reason we were busy, shout out to uh, Matt Fanuka and uh, Tibby for getting married. Thank you for inviting us, and that was actually a really fun thing. It was a lot of fun. Um, so that was really cool. But so that's that's kind of where everything's at. Again, like please, 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 reach out to us at Twitter, which our 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 handle again is at AB Sports Media, and then Bill, where where can they reach us on email? Thank you for asking because I'm pulling it up now because I'm gonna see if we have any emails too. But our email address is billandajmedia at gmail.com. Indeed. Guess what? We have nothing. God damn it. All six of you, send a fucking email. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I Just know one the... of our viewers is literally upstairs in one more room. He <laughs> yeah. can send an email at least. He's, uh, uh, he's actually been a very big supporter. Like every week, like if like we were having technical issues or just like me starting a new job, and I'll be like, wow. You guys are really slacking. Like I, I've been, I watch, I listen to these every time I'm at work. You better, you better pick it up. So, well, send us an email to big, give us content. Big shout out to my grandfather. But um, so that's that's pretty much it. Please reach out to us again. Do it, please. Um, again, my name is AJ, and I'm Bill. And thank you for listening to A and B Sports Media, the podcast. Talk to you guys later. Good night. Bye. If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 533-42 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.